welcome you back. This is attorney Alan Edmonds. And as you know, I have been doing these podcasts uh, in anticipation and in response to your questions and your needs in the area of security clearance appeals and uh, Merit System Protection Board or federal employee issues. But today's a special podcast. It's on uh, military discharge upgrades and specifically uh, you being confronted by the uh, Discharge Review Board. Uh, For purposes of a timeline, I appeared before the board on April 25th, 2023, on a case that uh, was very routine. Uh, I appeared before the Discharge Review Board virtually, and uh, so did my client. And the allegation was a single specification under Article 112 Alpha of drug use, which is one of the most common allegations that has been used against individuals for the last uh, 20 years. Drug use is uh, prohibited, and uh, unfortunately, in this society, in this day and age, uh, drug use is still prevalent. And this was a Marine case, and I appeared before the Discharge Review Board with a senior officer who was presiding, I will not name him, although his name will appear in future correspondence that I intend to direct to um, the Department of the Navy, as well as the Secretary of Defense, uh, the Armed Services Committee, and perhaps the Department of Justice. I felt that the behavior at the hearing, and I'm getting ahead of myself, I felt that the behavior at the hearing was so outrageous so insulting and so demeaning to this young 24-year-old Marine that uh, I, as I've always done in the past, I had to come to the aid of veterans that have to be confronted with this type of behavior. I have maintained that one of the biggest problems that veterans have, the most antagonistic uh, response that veterans have is ironically from the military. And yesterday's hearing uh, was a perfect example of that. And I want to use it as a platform to highlight this problem. Uh, So I appeared before the board. And then I started thinking about you, my listeners, that have discharge review upgrade petitions pending, or you're going to appear before the board. And I just want to give you a word of caution. Uh, I want you to be prepared for everything. And everything includes sometimes, which is a absolute unnecessary, unnecessary event that sometimes you have demeaning, sarcastic, uh, critical and uh, comments coming from board members. These people are uh, officers in most instances. Yesterday's board had one Navy enlisted, but they're officers. They've been in the service for a long time, and uh, quite honestly, they're not equipped today uh, for command leadership. Uh, They're assigned to the board, and some of them are very bitter. This is a highly unusual situation. In the past, I've complimented uh, the Discharge Review Board. I've complimented the people I've dealt with because they were professionals, but that was not the case yesterday. And then I said to myself, I'm doing a disservice in these podcasts if I don't prepare you for all uh, eventualities. 
and that includes uh, being treated in a disrespectful, uh, demeaning, and uh, mean-spirited, insulting manner. And that's what happened yesterday. So I want to alert you to that and tell you that this is a perfect reason why you don't want to go into the board by yourself. Uh, the board is not set up to treat you uh, the way you should be treated. And as we learned yesterday, my client was absolutely amazed and said, I'm so happy that I had you there. When I saw the direction that the senior member was going, which was to deflect all of the mistakes in the military and all of the misconduct of both flag officers and the officer corps in the military to the lowest level enlisted, I thought, what a cowardly thing to do. And uh, that's what I'm going to talk about. And that's what I'm going to take to the Secretary of the Navy and the Secretary of Defense. You see, right now, we are having an incredible problem in this country with recruitment and retention. And uh, the branches of the military have lowered their standards to get more recruits. And uh, there's no secret to this. They can't fill uh, the billets uh, and they can't get uh, young men and women to join the service. And one of the reasons they can't is not uh, placed at the foot of the recruits, but I'm suggesting is the responsibility of leadership or lack thereof. You see, the leadership in the military is uh, got an old, archaic approach, which is uh, threat performance management. That's my term threat performance management. Uh, the colonel in our board yesterday loved to use vulgar language and loved to use terms like kick your ass or beat the crap out of you. And uh, these type of uh, statements and mentality are precisely old military. And they have no relevance in today's modern society and recruiting today's possible recruits. If you treat people in that manner, what results? The results are that you don't create loyalty and you don't create uh, respect or trust. So the case yesterday was this young recruit that went in at age 19 and ironically, he had never used drugs. He grew up in this society at age 19. He saw the recruiting posters his family had served before, and uh, he was gung-ho. He was a football star in high school, and he joined the Marine Corps having never used drugs. And in the first year, the Marine Corps introduced him to illicit drug use. That's right. The Marine Corps introduced my client into drug use, which he had never done before. And uh, the drug use occurred on a single occasion in his barracks and what happened is he was a shy individual and he wanted to fit in and a senior enlisted individual had purchased some lsd and he told my client you should try this well he was a senior enlisted to my client who at the time uh, was an e3 and my client didn't want to be a cast out and didn't want to be uh, thought of as a uh, individual that wouldn't fit in. 
So he tried LSD on one occasion. He admitted to its use. The Marine Corps responded by kicking him out and gave him an OTH other than honorable. And uh, that doesn't always happen on a single drug use, but it did in this particular case because archaic uh, leadership and management response said that, well, you used uh, LSD on one occasion. We're going to overlook the fact that you were in the company of senior enlisted people superior to you and that they brought the drug into the barracks. We're going to overlook all that, as did the colonel yesterday at the hearing. Instead, he fixated on uh, my client should have known what the commanding general uh, wanted out of the second Marines, et cetera, et cetera. There was no proof that this information was ever given to my client. Uh, he admitted, I know I shouldn't have used drugs. It was a bad decision. He admitted that probably 15 times in this hearing because they kept battering him and insulting him with his wrongful drug use. What's so ironic about this is at the hearing, when I saw where this senior member, this colonel was going, I brought up a list of 12 flag officers and captains or colonels who had all been disciplined for breaking uh, and violating the Uniform Code of Military Justice in some very serious manners. And of course, one of the most famous cases that I discussed at the hearing yesterday was General Petraeus. And you may remember him. He was a general in the army and he uh, was married and he had committed adultery. He uh, started having an affair with another uh, woman. He brought her into secured areas and allowed her to carry classified information in violation of uh, DOD Directive 5220.6. And do you know what happened to this uh, general? Well, he got, uh, he got permission to retire with full rank and privilege. He didn't lose anything. Yet my client, who had used drugs one time in his entire life, got an OTH and has been scarred for life since he got out. So we filed this discharge petition for an upgrade and he was treated in a very insulting and demeaning manner uh, by the board. And I want you to be aware of that. So don't go to these board uh, meetings, these board hearings by yourself. Uh, you will get absolutely abused. That's a sorry state to have to report, but the possibility is there. And you won't know if the members are even qualified to hear the case. The members don't tell you if they uh, had abused alcohol. They don't tell you if they had abused drugs as young people. They don't tell you if they've been divorced or committed adultery. You have a right to ask them. It's called vor dire, but uh, they won't tell you that you have that right. They're supposed to, and they're supposed to also tell you you have a right to challenge any member of the board, but they didn't do that. And they don't do that in many cases. But you would never know that. And you would sit down there to make a presentation and then you would get uh, literally attacked with uh, inappropriate comments and innuendos. And uh, in my case, uh, the case with my client, uh, vulgar language. This is a situation that is uh, a pandemic in the military. 
the military is scratching their heads saying, why can't we recruit? And I smile and say, don't blame it on the recruits. If you want to know why you can't recruit, and I'm saying this to commanding generals, I'm saying this to flag officers, and I'm saying this to colonels or captains. I'm, I'm saying if you want to know why you can't recruit, take a look in the mirror. Because the person that you see in that mirror is an individual who is not trained in current management and leadership techniques. The person in that mirror is old school, is archaic, and is applying uh, leadership techniques that are 30, 40 years old in today's world, and they don't apply. Not all flag officers, however, respond like that. And that's the interesting part about it. I've been doing these cases for over 45 years. And I remember the days, because I have met some incredible flag officers, uh, admirals, generals, major generals. And uh, I remember the days when Keith Alexander, a general who uh, retired from the military, became director of NSA. And he had a recruiting problem. His recruiting problem was trying to recruit uh, talent to NSA. The culture at NSA was uh, not good. He knew it. Uh, but being the general that he was, uh, he attacked it. He wasn't afraid to uh, think out of the box, which is not a characteristic that I would describe the board members had yesterday. They were so limited in their approach to problem solving uh, that they were, in my opinion, uh, had tremendous leadership uh, deficiencies. But Keith Alexander wanted to recruit for NSA. He needed some sharp talent, but he knew the society that he was working in. He knew that to get talent, he would have to be uh, open-minded and approach the problem of recruitment differently. It's something that the United States military uh, institutions haven't done yet. And maybe they'll wake up. Maybe they'll wake up when their barracks are empty because they can't get recruits and they'll stop blaming recruits and they'll instead look at their own leadership deficiencies. So back to Keith Alexander, you know what he did when he wanted talent? He got on a plane and he went to Las Vegas and there was a DevCon convention there of techies, people that were gifted and people that had an incredible computer skills and engineering skills. And he appeared on stage. And how do you think he was dressed? Do you think he was in a retired general uniform? Not, no, he wasn't. Do you think he wore a suit and tie? No, he didn't. He appeared in a pair of jeans with a t-shirt because he wanted to approach the uh, audience on an even basis. And he wanted to show them that even though he was a retired general, he had the ability to come down to their level to talk to them and engage them. And it was the most powerful thing that I had seen in years. And it's something that this military institution, this military community has to embrace because the problems with recruitment is not with recruits, it's with leadership. And the problem with leadership is there's no contemporary training on how to create loyalty and trust. The colonel yesterday loved to use vulgar language, loved to embrace uh, 
threat and performance type management techniques uh, would say, I'm going to kick your ass or words to that effect. And that's precisely the type of management technique that does not build trust and it does not build loyalty. Unfortunately, the NCO community, the non-commissioned officer community, is the first line in which this age-old uh, dysfunctional management style of the military is still being practiced. And uh, it's not unusual to have a gunnery sergeant say to somebody, I'll beat the crap out of you if you report me to the command. It's not unusual for the command to blindly follow the NCO community no matter what they have done. In fact, there are numerous cases and you know them. You can type on your Google search line officers that have been punished or court-martialed for misconduct and you'll find sexual misconduct rampant in all branches of the service. You'll find officers, flag officers making false official statements and you'll find flag officers that accepted bribes and they accepted prostitutes and they accepted gifts, hotels and other things from contractors. And what happened to them? As I've described so often, the UCMJ is a double standard. If you're an officer, you get leniency. But if you're enlisted, you get hammered. And that's precisely what's going on with the veterans in today's society. We have 20 to 25 suicides a day. We have veterans that don't get medical treatment. And I have argued that one of the most hostile uh, agencies to veterans' needs is the VA. I've also argued that one of the most hostile uh, agencies to uh, veterans seeking to change their life is the Discharge Review Board. The Discharge Review Board should embrace the rehabilitation and the goal of rehabilitating somebody and turning them into productive citizens, and they don't do that. And there's a lot of reasons. Last year, the Discharge Review Board got over 23,000 applicants. They're understaffed, and in my opinion, not all of the hearing officers, and I wanna be clear, I'm not condemning all of the hearing officers, the senior uh, officers that are uh, lieutenant colonels or captains um, or full colonels. I'm not condemning them all, but unfortunately, a few bad apples has poisoned the entire barrel. And um, what's got to change, as I said, is they've got to be trained or they've got to be shown the door because these people are doing a disservice. And these young men and women that are uh, smoking marijuana on one occasion or they're uh, late or they go UA for personal reasons, they go unauthorized absence or AWOL, and then they're getting an OTH and they're being denied an upgrade when they file for it. That's absolutely unnecessary and it's a tremendous disservice. But unfortunately, the military doesn't think so. The military wants individuals that get a OTH or a general discharge to be punished for the rest of their lives. And you can see that in the statistics. The statistics show that of all the upgrades that are filed, no matter how many years after separation, most are denied. And uh, you'll hear a variety of reasons. 
The Discharge Review Board is inundated with so many applicants, as I indicated earlier, 23,000, and don't have the manpower or the concern to deal with them on a meritorious basis. They rubber stamp denials, and that is wrong. So if you want to create an environment where young men and women want to join the ranks, you don't do it by creating a historic record of ruining people's lives. And that's what the Discharge Review Board is uh, perpetuating. This is attorney Alan Edmonds. I'm at 800-481-2526. I've been doing this for over 40 years and I represent proudly uh, veterans that have uh, punitive discharges, veterans that wanna change their life and veterans that can't do things because of one misfeasance, one mistake in their lives and they have an OTH and then they get confronted with individuals such as the colonel on the case that I did yesterday before the Discharge Review Board that is ill-equipped to understand uh, the truth of the situation, ill-equipped to honestly recognize that officers get treated leniently and that enlisted people get hammered. And the reason he does this is because he's not thinking out of the box and it takes a courageous person to uh, admit they're wrong it takes a courageous person to say within the military, you want to know something? What we're doing to these young men and women that have committed minor, minor infractions and we're not allowing them to improve their lives, that is wrong. But that takes a lot of courage. And the Navy teaches you don't buck the system. Don't try and make change. And therein lies the problem. So the recruitment and retention is going to continue to decline because of our backwards, archaic management style, and that's a shame. But if you have a hearing and you have questions about it, I hope you'll call me at 800-481-2526. I'd love to help you. We've been helping Marines, Navy, uh, sailors, soldiers, and airmen for over 46 years. Our clients span the globe. And we're here for you in the uh, familiar generic uh, sense. This law firm has your back. And it's a shame to say that the military does not. But the Edmonds law firm will fight down to the mats for you in an attempt to improve your life and your uh, livelihood. So call me 800-481-2526. Thank you.